All right, Joey, I have a confession to make. A confession? Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, I'm not Catholic. I I still, it, it listen, I have been unfaithful to you and the podcast. What? Oh, I'm, I'm still not Catholic, um, but I know that that's also a lot of unfaithfulness. Um, there might be some repressed stuff there. What did you do? <laughs> <laughs> I uh I I did another podcast. And I I I did another podcast today. Hold on, I'm going to why can I throw this water bottle through? The camera? <laughs> I don't want to break the camera. I actually don't want to break anything around. There's there's nothing here that's breakable. There's a Wait, Joey, stop. It didn't mean anything. It it was a part of my job. They made me do it, Joey. They forced you to do a podcast. Did you tell yeah, them? Yeah. Did you tell them that we're <laughs> exclusive? Like, like I, I didn't get a phone call. Like ESL did not call me about this. They, they said I needed to do it if I wanted to get paid. So I mean, that's pretty. The, uh... <laughs> that's pretty <laughs> so aggressive. Every, every Monday, nobody knows about this because nobody watches it. But uh, every, every Monday, they do a, a podcast. Uh, for the ESL, it's called ESL TLDR or something. And uh, today was the the week that I was supposed to host the podcast. So do they rotate and, uh, all all the hosts? Uh, they rotate the panelists, and yeah, they rotate between me and Shiver. So I assume Tsunami did one as That's, well. This uh, is like the in only the first three weeks. This is the only reason that I know about it because because Neil was telling me that he had to host a podcast as part of his job, and he's like, okay, whatever. And then he told me like he was moderating a discussion between uh, Purge and Moxie that just got really uncomfortable because Purge was, <laughs> because Purge was like mansplaining something like, and and Neil didn't be like know if he should call him out for like to shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny because because uh, uh, Effie and Purge got into it today over uh, Harry Potter lore. <laughs> it was really funny. What is the show Effie about? Could, because because Purge is like somebody who's like uh, like when he he knows something and he's also like it's his job to explain things when he knows something and like he's he's sure like you're wrong about something he will explain it. And he will explain it to you. And Effie considers herself like a Harry Potter fan above fans. But it turns out Effie was wrong about this little bit of lore. So Purge, Purge was right. <laughs> they, were, they, were argue, they were arguing about what what one of the Deathly Hollows was. Uh, it was so it was so funny. And they're like they're like no, it is. They were talking about the whether or not the Philosopher's Stone was a, one of the Deathly Hollows. Um, you know, for any of you really like Harry Potter nerds. And, uh, and Effie, for some reason, thought it was. And Kevin was like, no, no, because it's like a regular rock or something. And, uh, and, and and I'm just like, I'm looking between the two of them. I'm literally between the two of them. And I'm just like, just, just fucking Google it. What is wrong with you guys? Just Google it right now. Both of you can Google it and find out whether or not which one of you is right. Like, <laughs> what is wrong with you guys? Why are you arguing about this right now? You mean let, let me make some people mad real quick. I've never read a Harry Potter book or watched a Harry Potter movie. That's gonna piss someone off. Um Yeah, whatever. <laughs> um Mediocre, to be honest. Right, like pff, magic. Woo, wands. We okay, just okay, whatever. so the whole reason this is coming up is that we watch the Harry Potter uh we watch the Harry Potter movie whenever there's downtime uh in the green room. So okay. uh, that that's why this is coming up. Go ahead. 
So you mean to tell me that we had what might be the most dramatic week uh, in the last two years of Dota, and you guys are doing a podcast and talking about Harry Potter? That's more off topic than we get, and like our whole thing is to not really talk about the news. Like, how does how Actually, does that happen? No, 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 no. This is a green room discussion. They they were fighting in a green room discussion. Okay, 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 uh, okay. The podcast was unfortunately too on point because the whole point of the TLDR podcast is you wrap up each one of the regions and you talk about them. But they also have a, a limited time for the podcast, which I cannot imagine having a specific time window for a <laughs> podcast. But they do, and and I, the entire time the producers in my ears. And uh, okay, start off South America, blah 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 blah. Uh, okay, uh, and I hear thirty-five minutes, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> and so I'm like, okay, let's move over to, to Southeast Asia, China. It'll, like, by the time we get to, like, North America, he's like, yeah, you've got, like, less than 10 minutes. I'm just like, oh, Jesus. Because, like, my plan for the podcast, because they, they, they're like, hey, let's, you know, talk about major and all this sort of thing. I was like, here's what we do. We wrap up the regions first. We talk about the winter major afterwards. Because then, because people, that's what people will want. To, to, to listen to and it's also what our panelists want to talk about so we do our housekeeping and then but it took so long to get through the, the fucking regions uh, that uh, by the time we got to the winter major we actually didn't get to talk about that much also I was the host for it so I didn't say shit I, I said very little <laughs> about my opinion of what was going on well so. you know I'm, I'm clean in that regard I'm pure you you had to spend a solid 15 minutes talking about ego boys right so you know the <laughs> <laughs> true, true. There was actually a lot that went on lately. Fucking a South American team disbanded midway through a series. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Uh, yeah, there's just lots of stuff. Because they also want to talk about the teams going up from lower division. And then what teams are getting knocked down, who's in a major position slot or whatever. But that's so. that's exciting for exactly two regions. Promotions are exciting for China and C. Right? Yeah. Like like that that yeah, that's pretty much. yeah. Everybody else is like this it, it, it's the same thing. Like the 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 teams coming up from South America probably going back down. North America probably swapping same around, thing. you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Western Europe like okay, cool. Wow, Alliance is the largest name getting relegated. Like uh, that's not true TNC is. Um but like wow. Like I, I, yeah. I guess I guess if you have to, if, if we had to, you and I can sit down. You and anybody can sit down, and we can make a ten minute meal out of that, a fifteen minute meal out of that. But like, there's just gonna be a lot of fluff. Yeah, we we made it a, a thirty five minute meal, so <laughs> <laughs> uh, they just kept wanting to talk, and I'm just like, guys, I told you we were gonna talk about the the winter major after all this. So I'm just like, all right, I, I kept that one, Kevin, to interject. People kept on wanting to say more and more and more, and I'm just like, okay, moving on to South America. I'm just like, shut the fuck up. You gotta, you, you, gotta, you gotta like whip them around. You gotta, and, and then we do the winter major, and then we talk about that, and, and then I, you know, they're like, okay, you have one minute left. Effie makes our last point, and I'm like, all right, that's a great place to end it on. And I can see all the other panelists being like, uh, uh. <laughs> and then they're like, well, but I wanted to talk more, and I was just like, this is my first time doing the podcast. You guys should surely know there's a time limit. What do you mean you you wanted to say more? You should have talked less in the beginning. 
This is why this is why these things need a host, man. This yeah. is why you're there to direct traffic. Imagine how long that show would be if you weren't there. They would still be talking. We couldn't be yeah, here right now. Easy. It'd be arguing yeah. about Harry Potter and Alliance. It Dude, really would. What? I mean, do you just want to talk about the Winter Major? Do you want to talk about anything else? It's nothing else to talk about. I, I mean. <laughs> I don't know. Unless something super exciting happened in your life, I feel like the the major is the only thing to talk about right now. Um, I can share a very small story about last night. Okay. Just just very 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 small. Um, happy birthday to you! Happy birthday! It's Joey's birthday, or it was Joey's birthday? Yeah, it was. I'm uh, twenty nine now, which is which is I have. Yay! I have one a- year away from death. I have yeah, basically. I I have. I mean, I have only three hundred and sixty four days to make Forbes thirty under thirty list. What the fuck am I gonna do? <laughs> what am I gonna do? You know, you know the, I think I think most people who are like personalities or work in like the entertainment industry, they have that reference in their head <laughs> where they're like, they're like, well. Guess I'm not making thirty under thirty. <laughs> yeah, it's impo- It's gonna be impossible unless something happens like really crazy the next five months. Like that shit's just gone. Um, yeah. <laughs> my uh, my uh, most of my friends and I aren't doing anything because uh, Omicron, Los Angeles, shocking, very big, right? Uh, my family, wow. who I've been you know living with, bubbling with, uh, decided to rent uh, a Mustang, one of the new electric Mach-E Mustangs, uh, because Ooh. we were contemplating it as, as as a choice. And I was driving that up PCH yesterday, which was which was a good bit of fun. And then wow. uh, you know, nice day with the family, hanging out, doing some stuff, driving an electric car, having it go fast. When I got home, I wanted to get some ice cream. And I wanted a very specific flavor of Ben and Jerry's, uh, which is chocolate therapy for anybody who's curious. And um, I did that thing again uh, that I that I explained to you last time, where they didn't have the thing at the first store, so I just kept going to stores <laughs> until I found one. And uh-huh. I drove to six different markets like after ten o'clock yesterday because I didn't <laughs> because I didn't want to settle on the flavor of ice cream that I wanted for my birthday. So, you were so fixated on it that you had to have it. I could I could have got cookie dough. Like it would have been fine, but I wa- I really wanted that flavor and I saw the fucking label at every Vons and Ralphs I went to. I saw it right mm-hmm. there's just an empty aisle that hasn't been restocked. And everything's around it, just an empty aisle of the ice cream I wanted. So, um new year, same me, uh unable to to do this thing where I settle. I need to get better at this. I'm telling this story because I want to shame myself and grow into someone who can just be like, oh, I went to the store. They didn't have the flavor I wanted. Maybe I can try one more store, but I shouldn't do five more stores. Yeah, yeah. If uh, if anybody wants to know, chocolate therapy is chocolate ice cream with chocolate cookies and swirls of chocolate pudding ice cream. Which I don't know what the difference is between chocolate ice cream and chocolate pudding ice cream, uh, but <laughs> it's pretty it must it must be amazing. If you if if you want a, a best Ben and Jerry's flavor up top is chocolate therapy. Right below that is Oda the Swirl, which is their cinnamon one, very good. And then like below that, I, I think that Ben and Jerry's has the best cookie dough that that you can have. Um, oh, see, I'm I'm all about the 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 mint chocolate that they do. I they, they do a, a mint cookies and cream. I have I have a um I'm just gonna call it a tick. Um, that's not the right word because I'm trying not to make fun of mental disabilities. But I I have like a thing where um, uh, 
I only like mint ice cream if the mint is green. All right. <laughs> sure. Ben and, ben and Jerry's mint ice cream is white. Ergo, it is more pepperminty than I like the mint in my ice cream to be. I like the mint mm. in mint ice cream to be like a spearminty or like a winter minty. Mm. But like too much peppermint, okay. it's too minty. I, I don't want peppermint peppermint. I want like a green <laughs> mint ice cream because the mint is lighter. Okay. Uh, all right. Now that I got that out so of the that- way. Uh huh. That's the important stuff we need to talk about before our opinions <laughs> on the Winter Major. What's that you say? What's happening with the Winter Major? It's canceled. It's gone. Valve killed it. They said no more of this major shit. You guys don't deserve the money. Uh, now they canceled because of uh, COVID and uh, Omicron, and also their tournament organizer seems to have pulled out. Uh, that's a is, rumor, right? Like my understanding is that's a rumor, kind of. But also, like everything that I've read that has been put out publicly, such as like the, um, okay. So uh, real quickly, here's the timeline. They um, Valve announces out of nowhere because nobody had the heads up about this. We're canceling uh, the Winter Major. Nobody had any sort of heads up. Not players, not talent. I, I had a sneaking suspicion because. We talked about it amongst talent, and we're like, yeah, nobody's been contacted yet. And it's kind of weird. Like, surely somebody would have been contacted uh, sometime during the Christmas break, if not immediately after the Christmas break. And it was like a week, like, it was the the first or second week in Sweden, and it was like, nobody had heard anything. So I had a sneaking suspicion, but Val, Val never said anything, and they just dropped that bomb on everybody. That people are super outraged. The community flipped the fuck out. The players flipped the fuck out. The talent flipped the fuck out. Everybody flames Valve. Valve then put out a, a, a statement to the teams that, of course, immediately got put out by uh, uh, Cyborg Matt because that's kind of like that's kind of like his place in the community. He's like some weird go between between Valve and the community. He just takes whatever they put out and then puts it on the internet uh and valve pretty much says like hey sorry for not giving you guys heads up uh we are gonna try and do the major but you know it it, it seems we're not sure what it's gonna look like we don't even know if it's possible for us to run a major at this point yeah um a couple things one that was my calendar invite that is now baked into the recording people are going to be annoyed about that i don't think i'm going to be able to get it out <laughs> sorry about that two <laughs> everyone just checked their google calendar and went what the fuck uh sorry um live production um i also had a sneaking suspicion that there was something going on for a couple reasons one uh because you and i didn't have the conversation of oh so you got booked with the major who you're gonna cast with blah 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 like stuff that we don't always talk about on the show right like so i i I knew that you weren't currently booked and also from the team side i was asking chloe our our beautiful awesome kick-ass best team manager in dota um hey do we need to send someone to the event do you know when it's gonna be do you know where it's gonna be we're having these conversations like every like every three or four days we're asking her like hey did you get any news and it's like uh no so like when you get that close to the event and the teams don't have travel arranged yeah you're a little sus right so yeah but but not 
totally sus. Like, it's not like everybody behind the scenes was going, hey, it's canceled, right? Like, people were just like, hey, it's kind of weird that we're waiting this long. That w- that was more yeah. the vibe. Um, yeah. And then out of nowhere, what was it? Uh, it, it, it was Tuesday, right? Or it might have been Wednesday. I think it was Wednesday. Uh, uh, yeah, something like that. I think it was Wednesday. All I know is that it was right after we did the podcast. Bas- I was like, son of a bitch. Basically, yeah, we, we did a podcast, and then everybody uh, loved the the line that either you or I said last week. It's like, oh, there's no, like, there's, like, not much to talk about. And then we released the podcast, <laughs> and then maybe within an hour of it being live, Valve's like, hey, everybody, no major. So everyone listens to the podcast next year. They're like, LOL, no drama, LOL, LOL. And I'm like, yeah, that's that's pretty funny. Um what a, I mean, I, I don't even know where to start. What an interesting thing to communicate out of nowhere. And I and I think that a lot of where this conversation goes to, and, and rightly so, and a lot of the things people have probably seen on Reddit or heard on Twitter or seen from other people, is that, you know, there's, there, 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 there's, there's kind of two issues here, right? The first issue is that the major is canceled, and people are confused upset wanting answers for like just the fact that there's no more event because that because things problems that fall under that umbrella are like how are the dpc points redistributed there's an answer for that we can talk about it what's going on with the money um does this affect any scheduling like what about you know there's all those logistical questions right of 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 work and event and broadcast and what have you and then there is there's kind of what I think of the as the systemic stuff that is in addition to or behind that being canceled, which is why are we getting this news now? Why is no one talking to us? Why was no one consulted? How come we feel like we're, you know, basically abused by, you know, our our gods? You know, why it's 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 the same Oh hey, no one talked to us. Here's some news. We disagree with it. We feel like we could have helped, maybe come up with solutions or given any type of input, uh, or just would have appreciated any amount of heads up. So, it, there's either people who are upset about the event or people who, at this point, is it's it's like uh, it's like you know the the straw that broke the camel's back. It's 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 the one time too many. It's it's the hey, this is where I'm taking a stand because I'm I'm at my wits end about how we're being treated. And I think that you see that second bucket really uh, come to fruition with like Quinn CCNC who like immediately gets on stream and does um, a lot of very candid talking about a situation which may or may not be advised from a career standpoint because i'm sure that he is on at least one person in someone's bellevue office his hit list now right <laughs> like you know Maybe, if, yeah. if, if there's a dark list of people who who you know people aren't happy about like after quinn's stream he's probably one of them um but i mean uh, to, to be to be fair i don't know what kind of monster you'd have to be to take Quinn's very emotional appeal to Valve uh, and be like, yeah, fuck that guy, you know? I mean, I wouldn't put it past a couple people. <laughs> not, not not anybody who, like, I know, but, like, uh-huh. you know, I, 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 okay, let, let me be very clear. There's not, like, a person in my mind, because I do not know many people who work at Valve, who I'm like, ah, oh, man, they're going to hate that. I assume that people yeah. will have empathy for him, by and large, because they understand the situation he's in. That being mm-hmm. said, I think that my idea of, of demonizing Valve here kind of speaks to the general abuse. Like, 
I am assuming that they that someone would would take that not well because of mm. of like a track record or because of you know what's going on in the first place. Like it, it's an assumption that that they might not be super happy about those comments because he. I mean that that's kind of uh, when when some floodgates started, right? Like you know people are upset yes. about the major, but then mm-hmm. you know Quinn had like how many people are watching his stream a fuck ton. Like, like, you know, the- yeah, I, I only I woke up uh, to the news and I uh, saw that Quinn was was streaming. Um, and so I tuned in to, to Quinn stream and I probably only tuned in for for maybe five to ten minutes. Um, but, yeah, it did seem like a lot of people were watching that stream. Um, but it, it's also just like an in general um, snowball effect. Right. Um, this happens with any sort of. um I don't want to make like I don't want to necessarily equate the situations, but this happens with any sort of situation where you have grievances. Uh, for example, the Me Too movement, right? Like one person comes out and and says something, uh, and then other people feel like you know, like I've been wanting to get this off my chest for a while. Here's what you know happened to me, or here's like my take on the situation, or something like that, right? Um, and so I think Quinn, in many ways, his like tirade was uh, a you know opened the floodgates for many other uh people whether it was managers or talent or it was uh players who had uh similar um complaints mm-hmm. uh, about valve and communication and stuff like that so yeah a lot oftentimes in situations it takes like one person to speak up and then suddenly you feel more comfortable yep. to to share right and and quinn was yeah. willing to be that first person to be like hey i'm talking about this right now and then you see people on twitter you see people on reddit you um, it, it, it was interesting how how uh, united people seemed to be just out the gate about it. Um, mm-hmm. There's and, and and there's so many takes that I feel like are varying degrees of like good to like eh whatever. But I I was really focused in on at f- the the first thing I was focused in on. Um, and and this is almost certainly influenced by my my affiliation with Liquid. Um is uh my my immediate disagreeance with what they were doing with the dpc points um and yeah and 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 the prize pool um so like i'm I'm, my my first thought is not about the tournament it's like wait a second why are you kicking these points down the road this essentially um makes the first tour pointless yes aside for people who got relegated or promoted because you know the future is really going to hinge on on series two and three the points yes. that are given for first place second place third place in this dpc season uh, maybe might make an edge case of a difference for a single team but by and large uh, uh, well uh, the, really... the edge case being nigma last year i believe they missed out on uh based on 130 points mm-hmm. so uh, we did have that case last year. So for anybody who's like, ah, but you know, like, yes, there is a case where this point may make a difference, but for the players themselves, that that's not like, they're not thinking about it that way. They're not thinking that they're just going to squeak in, squeak into the major, right. Mm-hmm. Or uh, squeak into TI off of points. They're thinking about, I'm going to go to the major and I'm going to place really well. And in the first round, I'm going to secure myself a spot at TI. Right. No, nobody's thinking about grinding out individual points here and there. No, no, no player is going to think about it that way. Yeah. So, so the points are they, they, they really don't matter. 
because of yeah. the way that they already ramp. So teams, yeah. so 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 there's some teams here that that hurt way more than others. Obviously, any team that got first place is missing out on what could have potentially been a good major, or just more points in general. You know, that's that that's your mm-hmm. Quincy crew. That that's your liquid, right? That that's and then there's teams who. Unsurpri- or surprisingly, excuse me, had a really good season. Your puck champs, your tickles, right? Who yeah. now are probably under-reporting their 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 first split, their first tour. What are we calling these? Their first league, their first they're season. They're called tours. Tour. Okay. They're called tours. Okay. Yeah. The, 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 their their first tour, they're now going to be underrepresented. Um, like we talked about last week, like is is a team like Puck Champ and Tickles going to be able to be consistent? Maybe they needed this first season to really really gas them into TI. And then you have the opposite effect, uh, which is teams who had kind of middling seasons. Um, th- these are your your enigmas, your EG, your secrets, your teams that you know your your Navis, your VPs, the teams that you normally think are going to be powerhouses that either didn't maybe they didn't practice much maybe they didn't perform well maybe they changed rosters maybe some of them took breaks and now you have teams that essentially they get rewarded for not putting their full foot on the gas for season one which was yeah, something it's that, a redo yeah. reset they're like oh oops oh well yeah so so while while tickles and and you know uh, puck champ are crying somewhere you know Kuro's being like or, you know you know the this is the best outcome for miracle he got a full break team's gonna be in season two nothing matters true. miracle is the biggest winner of there not being a major yeah true and, and uh, well actually funnily enough they may still be able to make it into that top four spot for uh, yeah they could for Western Europe so. But yeah, it's uh, it's definitely uh, there are definitely some teams who were hurt way more by this, and I think Quincy Crew uh, was hurt the absolute most because they're also an unsponsored team living in an expensive region uh, who got first in their region, and um, as like Pondo put out, uh, like he he traveled to a different region. Uh, lived there, uh, missed out on Christmas. He stayed there over Christmas because he wouldn't have been able to leave and, and come back. Um, and he did all that for what ultimately looks like about two thousand um, dollars. Yeah, you know, the, and, and that's like they they cover because they're unsponsored. They cover the cost of his ticket to NA. So you know, like after you take away all these expenses and like him going back and stuff like that, uh, it's it's hardly anything for for six weeks of work uh well longer than that because we had a christmas break so mm-hmm. really that's like two months of work uh for less than less than two grand and that's not what a top tier professional dota player should be making like uh, they, we we are not some small esport you know so uh, that that is not a professional player's salary and them not being sponsored leads it, it comes from so uh, many other factors, but many of them can go directly back to the responsibility of Valve in some way. I think most of them, Valve never, in, I don't, Valve never intended for the system to be uh, un. Um, well, I actually can't fully say that because there, 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 there was there have been times where like. 
the the valve has been kind of like what's the point of team organizations or they have directly said to team organizations don't have betting sponsors and stuff like that so i can't say they didn't mean for the space to be unfriendly to team owners but i don't think they ever intended for it to be unfeasible for team owners uh which seems like for many uh team owners when it comes to especially na uh, Western Europe gets so many views that it seems like it's fine. It's also probably a little bit cheaper than NA, depending on like many of the players are maybe more from like Eastern Europe or something like that. But it, it, they, I don't think they ever intended it for it to be unfeasible for organizations to sponsor teams. But the fact is, it is. And that's probably unintended consequences um, that trickle down from so many things. But I think the biggest one being TI, which we talked about, uh, I think, a number of times at length. It's, it's wild to me that, you know, literally a week ago we were sitting here talking about, like, man, why can't Quincy Crew get sponsored? And we're talking about, like, you know, some of these issues that happen behind the scenes or, you know, the profitability of Dota. And then the next day this happens. And really, this mm-hmm. is a cornerstone of why a team like like Quincy Crew can't get sponsored. Like, the you don't even have certainty. <laughs> you don't have certainty about what's going on in the future or knowledge about what's going on in the future. Like, uh, parody this with, like, the roadmap that riot released for like the next two years of of games and business and esports and they put out a video for and it even feels like even more of a gut punch knowing that you know you know i i i don't want to be sad about their success like cool let's watch them thrive and watch an example of someone who's like doing something that people are are fond of but like you know Mm -hmm. we're dealing with Hey, our our overlords are you know sending out a tweet that that something's canceled while you know the the cool kids down the street are you know getting video announcements from you know CEOs to talk about two year plans and guidance. It's, whew. yeah. I think um I think a large part of so here here is my take on this. Uh, and I haven't talked to to Valve at all since Ti. Um, my my take on this is that. I think that Valve thought they... I don't think they expected this kind of backlash. Uh, I don't think they realized... Well, they 100% should have realized, but I don't think they realized the uh, resentment that has been building up from uh, teams and players for for a while now. Um, And I don't think they... And fans. Sorry, you know. Yeah, and and, and fans. And... I, I also don't think that they... Re- I think they just thought this was going to be the LA Major all over again. Do you remember the response to LA Major? Yeah. I, I, the LA Major was like, hey guys, yeah, there's a pandemic. And then there were some people on Reddit being like, oh, well, you know, you should all get sick, blah, 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 COVID's a joke, whatever. And then, you know, yeah. the, it, it was canceled. And it but, made but sense. Those were, all, those were all downvoted. And I think the general response was like, this is reasonable. It sucks, but like... You know, the pandemic is a thing and, um, you know, this is something new, unprecedented. We don't know how to handle it. Um, so understandable that we had this this major canceled. Um, but that was the response in the first month. Three months later, people start going like, what's going on? Six months later, people are like, OK, Valve, are you going to do anything? Like, we're, we're just we're in this wasteland right now where nobody like Pro Dota is just kind of like not dead, but it's it's being kept, it's it comatose. It's being kept alive by these third-party tournaments, which ESL stepped in and did their, their league system uh, nine months later or something like that. Uh, actually, it was I guess it was more like seven, eight months later. We had Omega League, which was taking place kind of in replacement to uh, TI in many ways. Um, but it's it's like, 
people 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 were getting like antsy and restless and angry that like Valve just seemingly just abandoned the pro scene uh, during this pandemic, while other like I mean we've already had this conversation. I I've like staunchly said that this is a missed opportunity that. When more more, more and more people are staying at home and like more people were watching Twitch and and streaming and all that sort of thing, that is 100% when we should have been doing an online DPC system. So we've already had that conversation, but like other people feel at least similarly in some way, right? Maybe not exactly like I do, but they they feel like they've just been like abandoned by Valve Uh, in, in a period of time, which obviously causes like, it's financial, uh, like financially difficult to get through a pandemic, and you're talking about pro players who are like maybe not making a living or at, and no longer have a sponsor, and like some of them just give up during that period of time because like they can't keep going. They've been trying to keep going. They've been like one more year, one more year, so many times. Um, even like I know successful players like Yawar said that like he was going to do one more year, and then the success of Quincy Crew convinced him. To, to keep going. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's someone like as successful as him, you know, which I would say is pretty damn successful. Uh, you can't even like compare to the pro players who are like just trying to make it to a major or just trying to get a sponsor, which, you know, Quincy Crew is obviously one of those people. But so I, I think they don't realize like all the resentment. And I think they just missed that nine month window. I think they were just a turtle went into their shells and didn't like recognize the community and particularly their pro players built up resentment for, for valve just kind of like abandoning the system. And then two years later, you know, and I don't know what's a year, year and a half later or something like something that. Like that. We do it all again. And this time, like LA major, they actually gave some notice to the teams are like, Hey, yo, just, you know, keep it on the DL. But like, shit's not going so great, you know, like, but here now they're just like, it's gone, you know? And, and, and that is a hundred percent. Like you said, it's the camel that broke the, it's the straw that broke the camel's back. It's like all of these, all these people were just like, not again, you know, like you can't do this to us again because who knows? Like Valve could like, like if Omicron keeps getting worse and worse, like they could abandon the next one. You know, and so it's like you can't leave us in the dark and just do this to us because, you know, like, but we had a I had a long discussion with SVG uh, on on stream about this, and I think one of the the biggest things that both him and I uh, him and I really harped on is that like Valve at some point in time made the decision um, to to incentivize professional playing. They th- there was always a community around Dota, but Valve stepped in and would said, hey you could be a professional player of this game. And they they increased their responsibility, their holds over the esports scene over time, right? Mm-hmm. It used to be just TI and it was third parties doing everything else. Uh, but slowly but surely, and yes, they they people asked them to step in. People asked them to do more and more and more. And they they did. They stepped in and they did more and more and more. But just because other people want you to doesn't mean you you had to do it. You actually chose to step in and take responsibility of the scene. And like, I think you would have been perfectly fine. Like if Valve wanted to be like, fuck it, I don't want to do esports. You know, they would have been that that would have been a, a perfectly acceptable choice, I think, by them. But I think what's unacceptable is them stepping in, taking responsibility of the scene and then dropping that responsibility, you know, on a dime. I, I think that that is the part um, that I, I think is 
kind of unacceptable. Like you accepted the the responsibility of running this esports and like all the people who kind of like rely on it as a job. Like it, it, there there is some there is some some uh, weight to that, you know. Uh, I I think I should have said this a little bit closer to the top. Um, and and you you spurred my mind when you were talking about the LA major. I agree that I think it is a bad idea to hold an in-person event right now. Agreed. I also agree. I, I think that if, if you just look at the data of Omicron and if you look at border rules and, and, and visa restrictions, it is going to be a logistical nightmare and people are going to get sick and it's a bad idea to host a tournament. So yes. I get that and I agree with that. It's everything else around it that is causing the problem. Yes. So I think the buildup of resentment that happened post LA major and then like them just not doing anything combined with the fact that when the LA major happened, this was an unprecedented event. Two years later, it's no longer unprecedented. And we are an online gaming like, like community. You know, in a, a world, the world has adjusted to Corona. People are working from home. We are, are set up in a better position than other industries to be able to weather through this. And so ultimately, I, I agree that we should not have, uh, we should not do a major. Um, and if we do do a major, it should be a very strict bubble. Uh, I would argue uh, it should be more strict than what we've had so far. I was not at Singapore major. I heard that was very strict. Um, so that, that is probably what uh, the level that we're looking at. But for me, um, Anti-Major and TI, it should be even more strict than, than Anti-Major or TI. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are going to hold one. And, and you know, people say Valve has the money to do so. Well, it's actually on the tournament organizer to, to be able to do that. Yes, Valve could just write a check and solve that. It's like no company is going to do that, right? No company is just going to uh, throw money uh, around like that uh, if they don't have to. So if, if they if they term organized, if they can't find a term organizer to to run an event, um, and they can't find a replacement, um, then there should be a plan B. And I think everyone just kind of agrees the plan B should be online regional tournaments. Yeah, I mean, it it, it took. You know, uh, I mean, be it, albeit the community group thinking on this can happen really fast, right? Because suddenly you have thousands and thousands of people going, well, what if we did this and what if we did that, right? But surely at, at the office inside Valve, they had conversations like these. Like in good faith, I assume that, that they had a bunch of like, well, what could we do, right? And, and just the idea that, that the answer was cancel on a dime and not try and have some kind of anything else to happen. Like, maybe we should give them the benefit of the doubt and have some empathy that maybe, you know, ESL and Dota Pit and PGL and whatever didn't want to have tournaments. Maybe there was a money issue. Maybe it was a logistical okay. struggle. Maybe... My yeah. counterpoint to that. My counterpoint to that is... If no tournament organizer wants to run your DPC uh, leaks, no tournament organizer wants to run your majors, then the system is not set up correctly. Your, your system is not set up correctly, right? You you have set up a system that has third parties come in and do these sorts of things. So if they are not incentivized to do so, then something is wrong with the system. Whether it's, it's you know, uh, so for example, 
it's uh, 250,000 comes from Valve for the prize pool. The other 250,000 is covered by the tournament organizer. The tournament organizer also covers uh, flights and hotels and all those all those costs, and they have to recoup it from being able to get sponsors. Is I believe not 100% on that, but I'm 95% that that is the the system. So in, in that case, if if third party tournaments are are finding that it's not feasible financially feasible to to run that event, then like it's kind of on valve right to to like to make sure that there's if they're going to leave it for, to third parties to do this then they kind of have to set up financial incentives to make sure that third parties want to do it in the first place and i also know of one tournament organizer who would do it in a heartbeat but uh <laughs> i don't i don't feel like i'm spilling anything here because i listened to like five minutes of sunfan and cinderin's podcast and sunfan said said the same thing and he said Valve also hates those guys, which I can also say Valve hates those guys. So <laughs> that tournament organizer isn't going to be able to do it. Uh, but, you know, like if other tournament organizers don't want to do it uh, and Valve wants them to, then they, they got to give it an incentive to do so. Yeah. I think I know also, who you're talking I also, about. I, I, almost feel, I almost feel like it's it's bad faith to say like, they they surely like met together and said like and this was the, the what they came up with. I almost feel like it's better faith to say somebody was just like, "Fuck it, let's just not do it." I almost feel like it's better because if they all sat down and they didn't come up with what is like, literally everybody has had the same idea, which is regional online tournaments to like take the two hundred fifty thousand that was meant for the major uh, from Valve's side, spread it out among like. Either three six regions. different tournaments yeah. or three. three different tournaments, right? Do NASA take the top four of each regions? It's an eighteen tournament, right? That that is like that's what old school lands had, you know, eight teams, double elimination, bing bang boom. You split that up between the the three different regions. You can choose to either not put DPC points in that and only make it money. Uh, I think that is understandable if you choose to do so. I personally would probably put some of the points into that. Um, but, you know, just as, like, a show of, like, hey, great job on this season. Sorry we couldn't do the major. But, like, that money that would have gone to the major, like, we, you guys still can can win some of that. You know, like, I, I like, that, I feel like that's so, it's such an obvious choice that I almost feel like it's bad faith to say they sat down and discussed this and wrote out all the possibilities. Because, like, what is the downside? The downside is, like, the 250000 that you had bookmarked for the major, but you were going to spend that anyway. So like, yeah. what is the downside? That's the part. Is that like, I can't figure out like, surely if they kind of meeting about this, they have lots of smart people. Someone had to have come up with that because literally all the other Dota esports community, every single person came up with that yeah. same thing. Fucking Jeff on Reddit was like, guys, why don't you just, you take <laughs> North America, you take South America, put them on NA East and then fucking have an event. Right. Um, yeah. yeah. None, of, none of this, none of this was like some sort of genius fucking idea that took Albert Einstein to come up with. Like literally anybody who knows esports was, just like yeah let's just do regionals <laughs> so i almost feel like it's a disservice to say they sat down and talked about this i think it's i think it's almost better it's almost better service to valve to say what person was just like fuck it i uh, can't be this is a fucking mess no major it's off <laughs> but then but then they also had to decide that this was the best thing to do with the points too because i i really refuse to believe that the best thing to do with the points is just give them a major two and three and make season one pointless 
Even if you're not doing if, regionals. If, you, if you're not having if you're not having a tournament whatsoever, it kinda is because the whole point of the extra points is to determine which of the regions is better, right? So if you're gonna have literally zero competition. Uh, post like outside of the DPC itself, those extra points for the major, that's to determine which region is best if you think about it, right? Yeah. So I, so I can kind of see like but how all like, of them? The no DPC spread points. All of them? <laughs> all of them? Yeah. Cut them in half. Give some yeah. to give give some to to some people. And what and you yeah. know, when you think about the money and you talk about it like for Ponlo or Quincy Crew or these teams who, you know, would be there. And, you know, maybe it's exciting to get to a major and not have Secret Enigma there. Maybe that's really cool to, you know, see those other teams that, 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 that could be performing, right? Think about the money for the teams. And then think about the money for everybody else, right? Like you, I'm assuming, map out your year and your finances based on an estimated amount of work and how many majors there are and what's going to happen. When one of them just goes poof, then suddenly your year looks different, right? When when the employees yeah. at random tournament organizer, whoever you want, don't have an event to pay Johnny who switches the cameras or Timmy who holds the cameras or or you know Jess who makes the graphics, that's also a bunch of work for those people that just went poof, right? So suddenly mm-hmm. you're, you know, you're 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 sucking a lot out of the economy for more than just the players who we're basing a year around a paycheck too. It it it, it's a, it it dominoes out much more, much much more. And it's even worse that this uh, initial tour was so successful for the lesser teams, right? EG sucked in NA. Uh, you have uh, Team Tickles from Western Europe uh, doing very well. Uh, you've got an Eastern Europe Puck Champ and Hellraisers uh, who are previous lower division teams, both putting themselves in a spot. I think both of them likely uh, at least puck champ, but like probably Hellraisers too will, will be the second and third teams that would have gone to the, the major. Like it's so much worse because the, the uh, making a living off of Dota uh, without going to land tournaments is unfeasible. It's just unfeasible. It may, maybe in like, if your cost of living is incredibly cheap and you have a sponsor, then maybe it's okay but it, it it's for for most of the people it is unfeasible and you are kind of you are just like getting by for the opportunity for the big money and the big money is getting very very high at the major but the, the real big money is ti right so everybody's just kind of getting by to win the lottery that's essentially what's going on here is like everyone's just just fucking feeding off of scraps because there's a fucking buffet at the end of the year so uh it, it's so much worse that the fat cats of Dota 2, the guys who have already had their share of that buffet time and time again, they're the ones who are going to be missing out on the major. Like, as you said, maybe Nigma, Team Secret, Evil Geniuses. Like, those guys, they, 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 they weren't in they're the not- top. It was the, it was the hungry guys who were fucking starving, who were fucking 90 pounds and, and then looking salivating. And they're like, finally, my chance to be able to get some of the fucking good stuff. And... It, it's so much worse that they're the ones in line for the major that gets canceled. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they're the ones who are, who are eating the ramen and they're not, yeah. and they're not potentially getting a payday or proving themselves or having a Cinderella story. Um, yeah. 
I, man, it, it, it's such a bummer. I think that it is uh, really interesting how a lot of the conversation about this kind of twisted and turned into um, a, a, a conversation about Valve's work structure and about economics. Um, yeah. Right. Because I think I think that normally, um, like we, we we've talked about this on the show before. I think other talking heads have also, you know, had had similar thoughts of like, you know, uh, P- Valve, not a traditional company. You know, their their ROI is, is pretty important to them. Dota might not be the biggest focus because Steam is what it is. And those, I think that for the first time, you really saw those opinions get mainstreamed in a way that I didn't really expect um yeah you know when, when there's people like hey valve why don't you when, when your community your your most diehard western community on reddit is making threads about how you should make a subsidiary company to give dota to <laughs> so it can operate like a normal business <laughs> that uh-huh. like that's wild right like like we should yeah. take a second like <laughs> like the, the community is like just get like like make an llc make a spinoff company and then that company can do the shit you don't want to do which is you know uh-huh. maintaining the community talking to teams booking events maybe doing internal production like that is wild that is wild yeah. that that is a popular suggestion because people see this as a problem. Or or, or the fact that uh, uh, my, my favorite take of this, uh, somebody pointed out, this out to me, is that they, there is a, a very major Reddit thread of people begging Valve, please just hire somebody already. Hire somebody to be in control of the esports, somebody who's accountable for this. And, and uh, it, by comparison, Riot's over there has a gigantic department for for their esports. You know, uh, <laughs> I mean, Valve Valve make Valve's a private company. Valve doesn't have stake by Tencent. Um, you know, Valve has different goals. I'm pretty sure that you know people talk about like you know Kyle was talking yes. about on on their stream that like you know the 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 the, the per salary employee ratio to company profit for valve there's a world where it could be like in the top 10 in the world right oh like, I, I i've i've read i've read articles about this i'm i'm fairly certain they are they they're like one of the the highest paid uh employees like they're they're, they're one of like the highest they generate the most revenue per employee yeah or something because like that like you, what, and th- this is an article I read, like you know, six, seven years ago, or something like that. You you think about so. like companies like Google, right? That that makes like infinity revenue, or or yeah. Apple, what have you, right? They have ten thousand employees, right? At least, how yeah. many people work yeah. at Valve? Like, like I, I I don't know the answer. I'm guessing I would say less than three hundred, maybe. Yeah, I. I... I, whenever I've been into the Valve offices, I could uh, let me just say it does it doesn't seem big. It's very nice, uh, but it doesn't seem like there's a lot of people who work there. So I I couldn't really say, but uh, I would my my gut was like somewhere between three hundred and four hundred. But yeah, I mean, who knows honestly, what, what their no who knows what their contractor situations like or like what quantifies as a full time employee, like what have you. Like we don't need to yeah. get into like that level of the business of it. But again, you have people who are like just hire a 
team. And that's been my stance for, which is probably why I think it's even more interesting than it might be, because that's kind of been my stance for, for years now, right? Like understanding what other companies do, understanding the, the, how, what other people value from the business, knowing the production side, like it's wild to me that the people who you know work on events, the people who are producing behind the scenes or like managing TI, or are the same people who were working behind the scenes. Like Riot has more employees working on esports than I bet Valve has at their entire company. Yeah, yeah, probably, and and um and and I think it's unrealistic um for like us to always be making comparisons to to riot um just because it like there's no way riot like valve is never going to become riot and that's no. just the, the way it's going to be no uh, so we're never gonna have any sports department we're never gonna have like a, a fully run um we're always going to have these third party uh tournament organizers having a big share and i don't necessarily think that's a bad thing either um but like they're always going to be integral to the scene because Valve just will never hire enough people to to uh, run all of this themselves, like like Riot does. And I don't think that's again, I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing, um, but it it, it becomes uh, I think a, a bad thing when maybe you take on more responsibility than you can handle, or 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 not even handle, but like more responsibility than you want, let's say. Uh, more responsibility, more work than your employees are interested in in a flat structure, you know, like wh whatever it is, you know, like I have no doubt that the the talented people, the, like they're all smart and they're all very talented. Like I have no doubt that working on Dota is a thankless task. And I think that's something that we actually saw in one of the red threads. And for me was one of both like the most like, empathetic moments but also like damning moments for me was the, this reddit thread um that talked about the players meeting at ti oh dude and valve pretty much saying um look guys um you know we uh we appreciate you guys have feedback and stuff but if you can keep that feedback in internal rather than complaining publicly uh because you know at some point in time uh you know, you guys complain enough and people we're just going to not be interested in doing esports anymore, which I simultaneously have the empathy of like, OK, the Valve employees who do work on Dota, like uh, they, they probably could fuck off and do cooler things, you know, that that are maybe more rewarding to them. Uh, and I get that. Or not if people but yell at them, you know, all the time. Right. Like the, yeah, the, the, those yeah, people. Exactly. I, I, I think it's important to have empathy. Right. Because those those people they're reading the reddit threads at the office or at home and their lives are not happy right like they're not they're not smiling reading that they probably mm -hmm. agree at some point right or they're like fuck man like it's th th there's too much work for them to do they have to be burnt out they have to be sad or or, at least, uh, or it's just boring i think more than anything working on dota is boring like if you're a talented like programmer or some shit like do you really want to be updating a, a game that's like 20 years old at this point in time uh, that has a client that, you know, is, is how long is, when did we do uh reborn or whatever? Like probably close like to a five, decade, six years ago. Right? Like, Oh yeah. Maybe it was earlier than I ever think it was like seven, eight years ago or something like that. Like I, I have to imagine that working on the, the fucking uh, steam deck or 
uh, okay, so seven years ago. So working on the Steam Deck or working on the the VR uh, thing uh, is is like way more interesting and exciting and like challenging and like what you got into Valve to do. Uh, so like I have empathy for that, but at the same time, the way that that sounds is like that. It, it, it's like uh oh god this is a terrible comparison so i'm trying to think of another one but it, it, it's like um i don't know it's like some it's something emotionally abusive relationships will say you know that's... And, and that's a terrible that's a terrible you know but it's the only thing i come up with which is like you know like you complain enough like you bring up enough problems in our relationship like i'm just gonna leave you you know uh, and and that's not like how a relationship should work, right? That's not how a partnership should work. If you have problems in a partnership, the other person should should listen, and they should you know vet their own problems with it, and they should try to come to conclusion. They shouldn't be like, well, if you keep complaining like this, I'm just gonna leave. You know, like <laughs> that is that is not okay for either side. Like it's not okay for like. I under, I I have empathy for the Valve employees that don't want to do it, but it's also not okay for for you to just be like, yeah, you guys just need to stop complaining. Uh, otherwise, we're just gonna drop Dota. And the the reason I have a, a big problem with that is like is that like I've had that verified to me by by multiple people at this point. So I feel like it's whether or not exactly what's in the Reddit thread is true or not, but like that that's been verified to me. And it's also the 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 I've I've heard felt these sort of things i think that's real i like my biggest concern of all of this is that like valve legitimately will get fed up and just be like okay time to peace out of this major thing it won't be like dramatic it'll be like all right no more ti see you guys later but it'll be like okay it's time to plan our exit strategy here and i think that is a real problem and, and, and like i'm legitimately concerned that the outcome of all of this will be valve being like Fuck it, I'm over this esports thing. Let's let's move on. Yeah, I I I got two points. The the first one, I'll go a step further than than you did. Um, that like what they said in that meeting is abusive rhetoric. Yeah. Like 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 I'll like full full stop. Like it's it is. Think think about saying that in any other context, especially where the person saying it has power over the people they're saying it to. Um, and and then you know, just, I mean, it's not acceptable in any business relationship to say between two partners, like let alone, you know, let alone, yeah. Hey, hey well, for, first off, hey, come come to me first. I I am here to <laughs> I I am here to help you. I know that I'm abusing you, but don't go tell the press. Don't go tell the police. Don't go tell your sister. What have you? Like, come to me first. That's uh, abusive behavior. That that's yeah. abuse. And then to tie people's livelihoods to it of like, and by the way, if you guys complain, well, maybe you're not going to have a job anymore. Also abusive behavior. Yeah. Like that's, that's what that is. Like I understand, I think that like that. I, I agree. I, I think that what they're saying is true, right? Like they don't want to have to go deal with itty, icky Reddit threads. They don't want to have the personal stress of having hundreds of thousands of people across the globe hate them and talk about them poorly and they will eventually to some degree burn out and not want to work on the thing that they loved anymore i think that that like it might not be impressive to show off for bonuses it's just another thing with the whole flat structure thing like how do you say i i maintained this like 
10 year old game and I fix so many bugs. Like I, I have no idea like what that's like, but I can't imagine it's as impressive as I helped make Half-Life Alex. <laughs> you know? Right? Like it's it's so <laughs> the messaging is true but saying it like that is is so incredibly wrong yeah. um so like like no 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 sympathy for that I, I think that that's super fucked up but i agree with you that like if there's x amount of people who are working on dota let's just say it's 20 it's i don't know if that's anywhere close but for the sake of argument those 20 people they're you know they're reading the reddit threads they know they have to fix stuff they know that not only do they have to work on dota what they want to do and like playing content but they also have to try and fix a major situation and like maybe do more work that they don't really like to do or aren't experts in i'm assuming that most people aren't you know community experts or want to spend the time sending emails to 30 teams right like that's a that's a lot of work and boring work like you're saying they don't like that's that's I I am I am making the assumption based off of literally nothing that there are a lot of people who could potentially be unhappy because they love Dota, they want to work on Dota, but everything they do is is probably just under-resourced. Yeah. And, and that um, sucks. Yeah. That does suck. I I and and part of the, you know, uh I had this conversation with with SVG, and he agreed. He said, "Like he said, all the people that he's met at Valve, right? He thinks are all like incredible people, and he likes them a lot." And um, I share that sentiment mostly. Um, there's like one person in particular that is probably one of my favorite people that I've ever met that that has worked for Valve, and that person does like the really shit grime work as far as I understand. Like, they, they're the ones trying to fix, like, matchmaking and stuff like that. And, like, I can't imagine that's, like, that's a job that gets, like, a whole lot of press or fanfare within the company. Uh, but, you know, so I, I think there are, like, a lot of amazing people involved, but something is wrong with the system if they're not incentivized to work on the game and and they're also telling people, like, the, the that, like, hey, probably don't complain so much uh, like, what do you mean? Like the, these people that you can't possibly tell that to these people, like the, that there is, that is not fair to them whatsoever for them to, to be working, to try and, and, um, improve this, the system that they're, they're a part of and the industry that they're, they're in, uh, and tell them to, to, to just stop complaining. And I think, uh, one thing, one big problem when it comes up with, and, and I thought this is very insightful. Um, this was a tweet by milk. Um, who some of you older Dota fans will know. He used to uh, was the captain for Evil Geniuses at some point in time. He used to work on screen for a bit. He he was my project manager at Join Dota. He now works at 100 Thieves. Um, he said that um, it, it really is interesting and wholly disappointing for a lot of esports fans to see how different developers treat their competitive titles. I'm sure everyone means well, but there's a stark contrast between Activision, Epic, Riot, and Valve. A commonality that seems to be prevalent is that once the actual people developing the game lose passion for the competitive side of it, the support diminishes, as does the desire to devote time and resources to it. Not surprising, but still worrisome and disappointing, of course. And I think that leads into a whole topic of conversation of developer-led esports, uh, which is like 
the majority of esports. Like even mm-hmm. like Valve is a lesser developer-led esport, mm-hmm. um, and and it's these problems are still very apparent. Um, and 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 just like the fact that the the people who are very often making these decisions are not the people who are necessarily like most excited for esports and and aren't like trying to push esports specifically um you know they're they're more concerned about their game as a whole but like the esports side of it specifically you know maybe they maybe they like it uh maybe they don't but like eventually they they lose their passion for it and the you know it, it, things just starting to suck and I think you very clearly see that with Blizzard's history, with their esports titles. I think you're you're seeing it now with Valve, um, and and I think that that is just a constant trend. And one thing where the de- the more developer led esports side of things actually has somewhat of a fix to it, where they have an esports department, people who are like wholly invested into the esports and therefore have a lot of care and passion for it and so they keep that care and passion because that's what they originally got into it it's not somebody who is like you know working for the company and gets like pulled into this esports thing and eventually yep. grows tired of it right it's people who live and breathe esports get into it and are like all right i'm in this for for the long haul and that's where like sports and esports have like this big division because e- the sports side of things there isn't some guy, there isn't the, the company of basketball who only cares about selling basketballs, right? It's the, the NBA. They made a sport out of it and they're invested in the success of that sport and the, the selling the sponsorships and all that sort of thing. And they've built up an entire company that cares about the competitive side of things. And, and that is just something that needs to be solved sometime in the future when it comes to esports because esports is a big marketing par- part of, of a game uh, but eventually it turns into something else, right? TI was a marketing, that, that was a marketing ploy. They put a million dollars and made a bunch of headlines and like, check out this fucking game that we're doing, goddamn. And it became an esport, you know? And, and eventually it turns into something else other than just marketing. I feel like there's a greater than 0% chance probability that some amount of people from inside Valve will listen to this conversation and potentially be annoyed at things that we're saying that either we don't know or... Like, or just factually wrong. Or, That's or, entirely or, possible. Or, or that is also wrong. the problem with being a secretive mystique company like Valve is that like people are just going to get you wrong sometimes, you know? that That's not really the fault of, of outsiders. It's just the way it is. Yeah, I'd be willing to bet that that we probably have substantially more knowledge based on, you know, time in the scene, personal relationships, connections about what is going on, but even then it's still a black box. So, we can like guess and say some of these things and be upset and try and, you know, prescribe fixes and and talk about what we'd like and don't like, but like even us having this conversation, it's probably important to even, you know, think about is for someone who's listening to this right now who's not at Valve, like we don't know everything. There's probably things that we said in the last hour that are factually incorrect, if not more than one of them, because because no one knows. Um, so, like, you know, take 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 the grain of salt, but also at the same time, like, I wish someone would just tell me why they can't take a million dollars of salary a year and hire 10 people. Mm. 10 people. Yeah. 
don't 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 go higher 30 or 40 or 50 maybe even less than 10 but like if you if you said hey can we take a million dollars and have the human resources to try and like adjust this problem and make our employees lives happier because some of them won't have to work on this anymore and people who just yeah. and you know if valve is all about having people who want to like work there who are passionate is? like there's mm-hmm. people who will be passionate about fixing this there already is like there are people yeah. who would probably crawl over themselves to go take a job to help adjust dota right Pe- people yeah. will, i i would i would probably happily throw my hat in the in the ring even knowing like all the things that like i'm unsure about at valve i would go fuck man I would love to help do something here. And then yeah, I, I, I will actually join you in on that. Like, you know how much, like I love my job uh, and I, I love Dota. And like, if, if valve approached me and was said like, Hey, you know, for, for whatever reason, they were like, Hey, we need you to fix esports, our esports. And if you don't do it, nobody else would. I would seriously consider like dropping my job as talent, which I love and the people that I work with and everything, because like I, I would. So, yeah, there, there are tons of people. And I think one of the best people in the world is, is Slacks, Slacks, for example. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think that I, like I, for me, it's, it's honestly like a no brainer. Like this guy, you want you want crazy, smart, talented people. That guy's right there. He fits the Valve employee like metric of just being like crazy Good. smart and talented and great at everything. Mm-hmm. And the, he's also passionate about the esports side. He's a great frontman for you when it comes to to like talking to people and and like honestly, even just from a PR like standpoint of like he he will he knows how to twist PR really really well. You know, like he he will be a great frontman and lessening the impact of controversy you know and in these sorts of things but i you know there there are many people like that that i think can improve the esport and the great the great thing is you could actually double up on it you could have them be in charge of dota 2 and, and counter-strike oh They've my got god another game. look at that who would have thought that's yeah. it, it, it's really frustrating for me because i i just want to be like guys why can't like a million dollars, maybe a little bit more. Uh, maybe start with five people. Maybe start with two. Maybe start with two people and uh, give them high salaries. A quarter million dollars and two people who are hyper competent. That would have to take so much work off of their existing employees. Why? Why not? Why not? Because clearly they haven't and they don't want to. But why? What am I not understanding to why they won't do that? Yeah. Because because that would also solve some of your problems of like, so I think one thing that that goes criminally under talked about. Uh, and so I'll, I'll put it out there right now, put the teams on blast. Is that like all the t- players and teams love to be able to talk about how they want to be able to change the, the system, but they always disagree on how to be able to change the system. Mm-hmm. They're always giving feedback to Valve that is different because different because they're very drastically differently incentivized. Because some of those guys are making millions off of TI, and some of those guys are struggling to make a living. There's an obvious, like, there's an obvious differently the incentives that leads to drastically different opinions I call about that, what is wrong with the system and what is right with the system. I call know? that the puppy pondlo divide. <laughs> you know. <laughs> That's good. That's good. That's good. <laughs> so it's like, uh, and 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 you know, teams have just like the. The thing is, is that 
no system will work without the highest profile teams, without the most powerful players being involved. Player union, team union, whatever that is, it will not work without the most powerful people involved. I, I can tell you right now, actually, let me drop a little little thing right here. It, it only works if like you can isolate that person. So Toby, for example, never wanted to be a part. He was staunchly against ever telling anybody his salary that he made for events. He would never give his day rate to anybody. He was intensely protective about that. No matter like how many times I would try and get him to talk about it. I tried to get him to talk about it at joint Dota and be like, Hey, like, you know, we need to talk about salary here because like I'm struggling to fucking eat, you know, <laughs> like <laughs> I've got things I need to pay for. And like, I'm struggling to eat here at joint Dota. And I don't feel like that should be the case. You know, uh, can we let's talk about salary? Let's talk about like you know what we can do to make Join Dota better. And he would never, he would never say no to that, or he would always say no to that. I, I went independent. Casters would would at some point in time come together a lot more when it came to day rates. We now aggressively share it across the board. We work together on negotiations and pushing the rates up yearly to make sure that like we're keeping up with inflation and that sort of thing. And I think we're actually like very conservative in that regard. We could push up a lot more, but like mm -hmm. we work together on those sort of things. The one person who never, ever, ever, ever would play ball with us would be Toby. And we only got to manage to work because Toby was alone in that regard, but everybody else was willing to play ball. And so like, but if you have enough of those powerful players in the scene, right? If Toby didn't want to play ball and Owen and Sheever didn't want to play ball, well, they, it's gone. It, no, nobody's able to do it anymore, you know, <laughs> because there's enough powerful players. And I think that's the problem in, in the, the players and team side of thing is that the, the most powerful players don't necessarily want, I don't see an incentive to be a part of a group dynamic. And therefore none of these things become, no, nobody agrees on something together about what should be changed. And so Valve doesn't get some like, here's a, a, a document signed by like literally every team at the DPC about what to change about the DPC and stuff like that. But you can get that if you have employees literally meant for that job. Employees ready to talk to each one of the teams individually, to talk to Hellraisers, with, uh, Hellraisers or PuckChamp, one of those organizations, or maybe both of them, who tried to get a hold of Valve multiple times because they have Kazakhstani players. Mm -hmm. And there's some shit going on there. And they're trying to figure out what they can do to be able to get their players in and out of their country. You know, like, and they get zero response from that. You know, that has and, to feel and, so and bad. That's, so bad. That's fucked up. That's just fucked up, you know. But if, if you have people dedicated to be able to do that, you don't necessarily need all the teams of players to be able to come up with one unified idea because honestly, they never will. But you'll be able to get somebody who can mediate those thoughts and, and ideas and be able to come up with something that is more fair and better for the, the future across all of them. I think a lot of the I think that that naturally kind of falls into a lot of the conversation that's been happening. Like, why isn't there just like a player union? Um, that I think there's a lot of good cases like for and against. Mostly that they like, even if you get a player union, you need to have those top tier teams. You need to have a lot of people. You need to have like some kind of a quorum to take action. And what is their value against? You know. Uh, for unionizing right like if you get all of your grocery store workers to unionize then and you don't pay them suddenly no one is cutting the meat and packing the produce and you checking out people right yeah. what is the value proposition for getting everybody to unionize in dota to yeah, I, think, uh, <laughs> I think blitz I, was it blitz somebody had a tweet 
that was like uh, somebody tweeted and linked me and Blitz together, and and they were they were like, um, you know, like we we should, you know, you guys should boycott the major or something. And he was like, there's somebody said like there's a a thousand or ten thousand players who would uh, who would who crawl over Artizi's corpse to be able to get a chance <laughs> to play at TI, you know, like so <laughs> that 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 right there kind of tells you um, some of the problems uh, with the with the system, so. Uh, and and getting these people to to come together on these things, they also just don't have like a ton. No, no offense, but like a lot of them don't have a ton of life experience outside of just playing Dota. So, yeah. you know, what happens next? Well, do you want to end it on a happy note? Because I do know what happens next. And can you talk about it? Is there like is there uh, news that happened in the lab? Like what's uh... I, I, like I, I I honestly like. If Valve somehow has a problem with this, I cannot possibly see why because it's only good press for them. Uh, so there well, maybe don't phrase it like that. <laughs> there was a team meeting for uh, for that happened today. Um, so that that happened, and from what I've heard, um, the team meeting went well. That's all I really know. Um, but it sounds like it was good. So the, like the communication started, and the like Valve is actually talking to to the team. So. Um, I, I think that is, you know, great. I think, you know, future's looking up. Uh, I don't know what we're going to get as a result. Um, you know, that's, I guess, I mean, I have to assume, I don't I don't imagine teams are making demands, but I have to assume uh, Valve's going to decide what they're going to do if there is a replacement to the major, if there's going to be something that actually happens or if it's going to be something online or whatever it is. Uh, but the most important thing is they, they, they actually talk to the teams. So... Uh, I was I was very happy to hear that because that that has just been the biggest complaint from what I've heard from players and teams for forever is that communicating with Valve they always say email you and then you email them and then nobody gets back to you so uh, it's good to hear that um, that actually happened so yeah, yeah. I, that, I think I think things are looking up that is that is a, that is a happy note I I would um, yeah. I, I I think that uh, people have been burned by like you know good news in the past before so hopefully it's like sustained good news or like the beginning of like a new leaf or a little bit of change or something different because yeah, like because... if nothing changes and we don't have a major or something like at least valve has talked to the teams and they're aware of the problems and they can at least change it to the future because it's a little late into the game to change it now uh but... so but what I'm saying is, like, maybe we do have a major. Maybe, you know, something gets cobbled together. Maybe this communication's happening right now. But then we go back to the status quo that got people so resentful in the first place as soon as this is in the rearview mirror. Yeah. You know, that that's that's my worry. It's it's not today. It's not next week. It's not this major. It's what is changing throughout the course of the year or next year to where you're not going to have all these players, community members, what have you, who were suddenly so anxious and building up all this resentment because things have been not super pleasant for a while. Right. So yeah. hopefully it is the start of a new leaf and not just a bandaid. Yeah. Yeah, so here's to here's to things getting uh, better. New year, new me. New new year, new yeah. everybody. You uh, know what the funny thing is? It's like I'm one of the people who like probably supports the DPC more than like many of the players and stuff. But there definitely can be improvements. So I didn't even necessarily think were that. I didn't even necessarily think things were that doom and gloom. But 
then then this thing whole happened and i know how much the like talent it's it's kind of whatever it's like uh we don't need to communicate with valve so it doesn't really affect us one way or another but i i do know how they often complain about it so i think i mean it, I couldn't imagine what it's like to be a diehard Counter-Strike and only Counter-Strike person. <laughs> <laughs> because... Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, the, the advantage is there. They built up an entire scene that wasn't built around some gigantic monstrosity of a tournament that changes their entire ecosystem. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, upsides and downsides to everything. TI is amazing, and it's also pretty fucky when it comes to the, the ecosystem. So, well, I think that that's probably most of what we can do. It's been yeah, it's been a solid hour twenty, and I'm sure that next week or the week after, there's probably going to be you know some some continued addendums to this. Um, I do I do want to transition before we take off to 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 a little PP Uma what because we did get a comment from Patreon, which is Patreon.com/sidepull. If you want to uh, nice. support the show, which is a thing that we do every week, and some people like it, and some people uh, allow us to do it, so thank you for the money. And if you want to give us more, I'm not going to complain about it because I mean, you know, if 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 you are if you're doing the thing that a lot of people are doing, and they're like, "Oh, guys, we got to vote with our wallets." Like, "Oh man, we can't give Valve more money." Well, if you're gonna if you're gonna have some excess because you're not buying hats, Patreon.com/sidepull. I'll happily take it. Um, I'm having a stroke trying to read this fucking question that you just copy pasted me. <laughs> what the fuck, Semper? Oh my god! I, I've read it, reread it like five times, and it's supposed to be some sort of pun, I'm sure. But I, I what the fuck? So, so if you want to leave a question, you can do that on Patreon. It is th- this is the only one we received this week, which is why I passed it over to you, Cap. And 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 Semper, like, do you, do you just want you want to read it verbatim? Do you want to read it verbatim, okay. and we can work through it together? I, yes, I will try and read it as written. Without any of the attempted pun or whatever it is. Why do they call it oven when you of in the f- cold food of out hot eat the food? Question mark. <laughs> Semper, big, big fan. Thank you so much for supporting us. I, 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 I let me just say, I, Semper is our editor. Uh, he's, he's, uh, well, we're actually going to be hiring more. So he is one of our editors for Arkosh. Um, big Arkosh stuff coming out soon. Just, yeah, lots of content. Um, the, he is one of our editors for Arkosh and I do know that he caught COVID. So he might've written this in the thralls of madness, uh, of, of, of the Omicron, but, uh, I have no fucking clue what he tried to say there. It's some sort of pun, right? Of oven and uh, 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 he often space off. i n often of Why, in yeah m- maybe there's like a language thing too where like you know it's, it's no, like it's like a play no, on no, no. maybe um well, okay i thought you were saying semper doesn't speak english you know he no, does no he does i'm well aware <laughs> this is primary language I'm, I'm well aware of that <laughs> I, i'm just trying maybe maybe there's like some some latin that i'm not understanding that that like you know i, I was never Why the best they with like call roots. It- oven when you off you put the food in oh, hold on okay okay hold on in the cold food you... and of out so of in the cold food oh. of in cold food goes in and of out comes hot food 
but it, it, it's, it's, it, but the 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 end of the joke doesn't quite land there. There's something about of in of out so hot food cold food eat the food. <laughs> the funniest part is at the end. Let me do it one more time. Why did they call it oven when you of in the cold food of out hot eat the food? <laughs> It's like the question mark. It's almost like Simper himself doesn't know what the fuck he's writing. <laughs> the fact that he just writes it and finishes it up, he doesn't write of of out hot food or something like that. Of out hot eat the food. It's like the fucking eat the food is so fucking random. <laughs> you know, I got burned a lot in school. I got burned a lot in school for turning stuff in before I read it. Um, <laughs> yeah, just maybe a life lesson. Um, not trying to make fun of you too much. There's all Semper. kind of red marks on this paper, Semper. What? <laughs> just you know when you know when your your teacher just put question marks. <laughs> she put like three question marks at the at the top of a question. Would you just totally fucked it up? Then they're just like, ah. Uh? <laughs> they're like, I'm I don't not- even know how to. I can't give you half points if I don't know what the fuck you're doing. <laughs> Um, <laughs> thank you, Semper, for all the support. You know, I've been using an oven less in favor with a convection toaster oven. Um, mm. And I found that while less accurate, it makes the house warmer or less less warm and it's cheaper. So I've actually been using the oven less unless it's like something that requires a lot of space. And I think that I've been better off for mm. it. Big case for toaster oven. Aren't you in your parents' house? What are you worried about using electricity there? Well, I mean, I got to mine these bitcoins and charge the car, so it's... It all comes back to cryptocurrency in the end, baby. <laughs>